Hey there, I'm the Kentucky Guy, and thank you so much for listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. Here at the Red Pill Current News Podcast, we strive on bringing you news that you won't find in the fake media every day. We also strive to bring you the truth, not only on politics, but the world news all around, including pop culture and so forth. As for myself, I worked in the private sector for around 25 years in the call center management and health insurance industry. Uh, Due to unforeseen circumstances and health issues, I was forced into early retirement last year. Now, a couple years ago, I noticed that something just wasn't sitting right with the way our country was being ran or being politicized as. So I started doing research, a lot of research. And that's why I'm able to now host this podcast. I've been on other shows as well, discussing my views. I'm also on social media. I'm on The Clapper, Rizzle, TikTok, Truth Social, Facebook, and many more. You can find me at the KY Guy, Kentucky Guy, KY Guy, or KY Guy 80. Different ones. Somebody had my name on other platforms, of course. <laughs> All right. So, yes, and I uh, do want to let you know that we do drop a new episode here every every Wednesday and Saturday. So be sure to uh, hit that follow or subscribe button. No matter where you're listening to, we're on all podcast platforms. All right. So I hope you enjoyed today's show. And uh, again, God bless and God bless America. And welcome to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. I'm your host, the Kentucky Guy. I hope everyone is having a fantastic Saturday. Uh, it's sun shining and it's beautiful here in the great state of Kentucky. And uh, yeah, the birds are singing and uh, yeah, the flowers are growing and uh, the babies are happy. And uh, yeah, it's just a beautiful day here on God's Green Earth. Uh, so if this is your first time listening... Uh, be sure to uh, hit that follow or subscribe button, no matter which platform you're listening to us from. We're on all of them now, uh, we're proud to say. Uh, we're on Pandora, iHeartRadio, uh, Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple, Google. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. Pocket Cast, anywhere that you can think of that you listen to a podcast, we are there. Uh, if you want to be a guest on the show or you have uh, any questions or concerns, always feel free to give us an email at OLKentucky, OLKentucky spelled out, 99 at yahoo.com, OLKentucky99 at yahoo.com. Uh, also, don't forget to check out our new website. It is politicalnewspodcast.us. That's all together, politicalnewspodcast.us. We have a lot of different merchandise on there, uh, some interesting blogs, uh, just a lot of cool stuff. You can see uh, uh, the episode of the week. Uh, also, if uh, you heard a guest that, that was on this show prior, 
and uh, you're wondering how to get in contact with them or how to go find their website, that information is on there as well. Uh, so, yeah, so be sure to check that out. Uh, we have a, and that website just keeps growing uh, the more sponsorship and everything that we get. Uh, let's see here. Also, um, for you wrestling fans, I do host, co-host, Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast with my other host, Donnie Cage. And uh, we do drop episodes there every Monday and Friday. We dropped one yesterday with a former professional wrestler um, in uh, Warren Marlowe. It was the second time on the show. He's a good friend of the show, a uh, very good guy, got a lot of good st- stories. He actually has a final match coming up uh, in uh, November. It's going to be his last match. He's actually been retired for four years, I think he said, since he's been in the ring. Uh, but this guy just kept giving him a hard time, and uh, he's a good friend, man. And uh, if you get a chance, check out his podcast, Buzzing with Marlo Podcast. Uh, he's on YouTube and all the uh, – uh, he's just like us. He's on all podcast uh, platforms as well as YouTube. Okay, so let's see. Oh, I did have a special guest uh, today. However, um, they were uh, – I don't know what happened, to be honest with you. Um, but – that happens uh, in this business. Let's see. I do have a special guest. Uh, yeah, I have a special guest. Uh, <laughs> Let's see here. I have a special guest on Monday. I apologize. I hadn't planned on uh, actually... Uh, Talking about this, <laughs> but let's see. Let's see. Okay. All right. So yeah. So we do have a special guest. Also, uh, talking about buzzing with Marlo, uh, September 9th, I will actually uh, be on his podcast. Uh, looking forward to that. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, buzzing with Marlo. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, every time that he's on here, I mean, we always have a good time. I'm sure that's going to be a lot of fun. So be sure to check that out. Like I said, I'll actually be on there, uh, in, uh, September 9th. Um, I think there's, uh, something else next month. I'm going to be on another show as well. Uh, yes. Uh, so, uh, the 29th, uh, and we will be with, she will be joining us. Uh, okay, uh, educator, uh, Dr. Shalali. Uh, she is uh, from India. And, uh, yeah, I knew that was important because she is, uh, boy, she's got a story to tell. And uh, I think you guys will really enjoy her. She's going to be on the show. We're going to do a special episode Monday. And uh, she's actually going to be on the show then. All right, so that's enough of uh, the house cleaning topics. Let's get into the geopolitical, political, economic collapse news here in the great country of America. All right, so Rudy Giuliani, who used to be former uh, uh, President Trump's uh, attorney, he's also uh, the former mayor of New York, probably the best mayor that New York has ever seen. Uh, It sure ain't had much since him, (laughs) Uh, but... Uh, Rudy Giuliani says the affidavit exposes completely illegal warrants. 
referring to Trump's um, uh, when his home was raided by the FBI. So here we go. While the uh, redact affidavit released Friday showed little, it ultimately revealed everything, and that is and that is this search and seizure was illegal, according to former uh, Trump campaign attorney Rudy Giuliani. Uh, quote, this is completely illegal warrant for numerous reasons, um, that the least of which is really, it, it is really isn't a search warrant, uh, Giuliani told uh, Newsmax. Uh, thank you for this. Uh, noting that the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution was written to protect Americans against invasion, search, invasive searches, and seizures. Quote, this is a general search warrant. Search warrants are supposed to be for a specific thing. Uh, yeah, and Giuliani, you know, he knows a bit about FBI raids, uh, like the one at the former Donald President's private residence. Uh, Giuliani himself, last year, if you guys remember, was raided by the FBI. And we know, now look, I'm, I'm not, I had somebody email me, okay, I, I'm not against all FBI agents. I think there's a lot of good ones. I think there's probably more good ones than there are bad. The problem is the bad ones are high ranking. And so therefore they're, they're a black guy. Uh, that's just like the CIA. I, I don't think they're all bad. They're not all corrupt. Um, but the higher ranking ones have been corrupted either through bribes or blackmail or something. And that, uh, that should scare you. And it's, this is nothing new. This has been, only they've kept it hidden. This has been going on for years and years and years. Um, but yeah, these guys, if they'll do it to Trump, don't think twice they won't do it to a normal citizen like myself or you. Uh, okay. So, uh, Dick Morris, um, quote, fearing ouster. McConnell wants to lose Senate to stay in power. Huh. McConnell is a, uh, as much as I hate to say it, he's from, uh, he's a senator from Kentucky. Uh, so the ongoing battle between uh, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, uh, representative of Kentucky, and former President Donald Trump is so heated, McConnell is willing to lose Senate midterm battles just to keep himself atop of the GOP, according to presidential campaign advisor Dick Morrison. Uh, quote, uh, McConnell wants to be the minority leader of the Senate so badly that he is prepared to stay the minority leader of the, center, of the Senate rather than having the GOP take over the, ma the majority only to potentially remove him as a leader, Morris told uh, Newsmax uh, this morning. Uh, he would rather be minority leader than be out of leadership. That right there, my friend, should tell you what kind of person Mitch McConnell is. Mitch McConnell didn't have a credible opponent in the last election that he ran in. Uh, is the only reason why he's still in office. He does not share the values of... Kentuckians, uh, I know this for a fact, uh, they do not agree. Uh, he caves into the left so much, 
the infrastructure, the the bill. I mean, and you know that that bill is is having is going to have a lot of repercussions on a lot of these senators. Uh, Joe Mancini. I mean, there's a few of them. Uh, you know, it's coming to roost, guys. The midterms are coming. It's coming to roost. Okay. Uh, let's see. Tip poll. Eight and ten say laptop cover up changed election. Now they may want to believe this, and this may be people who still have a hard time believing that a presidential election was stolen. But they need to wake up. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go over this anyways because it's fascinating. A new poll has revealed 78% of Americans say former President Trump would have won the 2020 election, presidential election if voters had been given the truth about Hunter Biden's laptop instead of being told it was merely Russian disinformation. So I'm going to stop right there. Trump did win by a landslide. He did win by a landslide. They stole it. Sorry, just have to put my two cents in there. Uh, the findings come for the latest uh, Techno Techno Institute of Policy and Politics polling. The tip uh, terming the laptop disinformation by the FBI, intelligence community, Congress, and Biden campaign, along with big tech, impacted voters. Tip President uh, Rahiv said a significant majority, seventy eight percent believe that the access to correct information could have been critical to their decision at the polls. Yeah. Nobody wanted <laughs> uh, nobody wanted Biden in there. Uh, he's a disaster. I mean, yes, he had some supporters. Let me let me not say nobody, okay? Because I've had actually people contact me, uh, some I know, some I don't know uh, personally, and say, yep, I, I voted for Biden, um, I was wrong, and, and what have you. And, hey, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you know, you you vote. I mean, nobody. I'm never going to tell somebody how to vote. Uh, you vote who you think best represents you. Um, but if you can sit there right now and say that Biden still represents you and not communist China, ooh, man, you're in trouble. You're, you got a rude awakening coming. Uh, speaking of rude awakenings, the Border Patrol agents seize almost 200 pounds of fentanyl pills. Man, this stuff is killing our kids, killing our young people. And right here is how it's getting in the country, through Biden's open border policy. U.S. Border Patrol agents seized 340 packages of fentanyl pills worth an estimate of $4.3 million near Gila Bend, Arizona, Wednesday evening, uh, the agency announced in a press release. According to the agency, uh, Tuckison sector agents uh, discovered the drugs during a motor vehicle stop of a white Chevy Equinox that exited uh, Interstate 8 around mile marker 115 at around 6 p.m. Uh-huh. That's, that's, uh, okay. Uh, the, <clears throat> the agent saw several, <laughs> saw several black duffel bags in the vehicle's rear cargo area 
and observed that the female driver was nervous when being questioned, the agency said. Well, of course, $4 million worth of illegal contraband. She's probably an illegal herself. Yeah, I'd say she probably is nervous. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the heart of the matter. Let's get to the heart of today. I'm not going to do a special report today. Um, I, I was going to. I was going to do uh, Devolution Part 18. However, um, this right here is something that uh, I think everybody needs to be aware of. I think some people have heard about it, but they haven't done a lot of digging. Um, I actually took the time to research this uh, because I think it's uh, it's going to have a lasting effect. And uh, so let's get into it. President Joe Biden released an executive order that could curtail opportunities that cryptocurrency provides for economic advancement. Notwithstanding the order's hopeful tone about crypto potential to promote efficiency and financial inclusions, ironically, the order may also introduce new financial risk in the name of preventing them. Now, I want you guys to listen. I took this, um, I can't really give credit to one person or, or one, one company or organization because uh, I uh, a lot of this is my wording. I just... I took information here and there and there, and then I double-checked it and triple-checked it and then uh, found this was wrong, and then I had to revamp it a little bit to the correct uh, terminology. But uh, this is facts. Do your own research. Like I said, never take my word for anything. Uh, but this is about the best facts I think you're going to hear on this executive order concerning cryptocurrency. So the White House fact sheet on the order notes correctly that the rise of cryptocurrency creates an opportunity to reinforce American leadership in the global financial system and the technological frontier. The cryptocurrency advances America's values such as liberty and democracy has been shown by Ukrainian leaders and citizens uh, creative use of cryptocurrency byproducts like stable coins and NFTs, uh, non-fungible uh, tokens, to raise funds to fight Russian forces and advance a message of freedom. Pro-democracy movements, crypto assets have also played, and this is important, has also played an essential role in recent protests in Hong Kong and other pro-democracy movements. That's why it's essential that regulatory agencies don't use a sledgehammer approach that would stamp out legitimate uses of cryptocurrency in the name of catching bad actors. Biden's executive order emphasizes coordination of various agencies involved in cryptocurrency regulations, but is silence on the need for those agencies to adhere to the rule of law and refrain from exceeding powers given to them by Congress. I hope you guys can see where this is going. I'm going to get more into it. This omission in the order is unfortunate because the Securities and Exchange Commission 
in both the Trump and Biden eras has stretched its authority over securities to go after cryptocurrencies that clearly don't fit the legal definition. As a result, U.S. citizens lack access to legitimate cryptocurrencies such as Ripple, XRP, uh, the object of punitive actions by the SEC now being challenged in court that are widely available in other countries and have many practical uses. So this, this executive order concerns me quite a bit. Uh, for one thing, uh, well, you know what, let me go on because I, I explain all this. Uh, the most concerning <laughs> right here uh, about this executive order is its seeming embrace of central bank digital currencies that would be issued by the Federal Reserve. By the central bank. By the central bank. Do you see where this is going? This order calls for the highest urgency on research and development efforts into the potential design and deployment options of a United States CBDC. Yet, it pays uh, scant attention to numerous downsides of government-run cryptocurrency, such as massive risk to privacy and financial stability. And they're absolutely right. What that means is cryptocurrency was a way uh, for us, the common people, to... Uh, we know that Biden wants to do this great reset. Uh, he's a puppet for China and Obama, and he wants to destroy the American dollar. Uh, he wants this one world order, uh, and cryptocurrency was a way to combat that, uh, just like gold is. I always say invest in gold. You can't go wrong. Um, but anyways, if U.S., uh, if it issues its own crypto, if the Fed rather than private sector, were to issue its own cryptocurrency, the U.S. government would have direct access to the digital ledger that records financial transactions for individuals using that currency. As, jo as Paul Josie, a cryptocurrency attorney and an adjacent fellow uh, at the organization, the Competitive Enterprises Institute has written current quote, know your customer, end quote, rules governing banking, quote, will ensure government's track record and identity every or nearly every CBDC transaction. They're already wanting to listen in on your cell phone. They're already doing it. They're, they're, they're listening in on your cell phones. They're listening in through your Alexa and your Google devices and what have you in series. And if you don't believe me, do your own research, okay? Now, you know, I get into it. Bombing hospitals. Russia blew up a hospital maternity ward. What? Why would I have that on there? <laughs> Sorry. Even with safeguards, the information on individual purchase and investment decisions the Fed would store 
would store would be vulnerable to hacking and abuses. We don't have a we don't have to look far to see recent hacking incidents at government agencies, as well as selective illegal leaks of tax returns to imagine the abuses that could occur if the government directly held more data on millions of consumers' financial transactions. And he's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. This is why this bothers me, and it should bother you. Cryptocurrency, yes, I think is the future. Bitcoin, all that stuff, yes, I think it is the future. It's coming to it fast. However, we do not need the government. We need less government in everything. I've said this a million times. We need less government, less government, more individual powers and state powers, less federal government in our lives. That's what we need. Big government's got to go. It's got to. And folks, if you're not awake to this stuff, you need to you need to be awake. You need to wake up now. Um, a central bank digital currency in the United States also could threaten the availability of business and consumer credit by causing a reduction of deposits at private banks as individuals transfer their savings directly to the Fed. Shrinking deposits at uh, private banks would mean they would have much less money uh, with which to fund loans and things of that nature. Uh, and then, so here is a, here's a quote. <laughs> uh, and he just threw this out of nowhere. Uh, less money with uh, which to fund loans. Yes, gas prices are soaring, but it's a necessary sacrifice for Americans to stop tyranny. Whatever, man. I mean, they always got to throw that one little punch in there, uh, don't they? I mean, geez almighty. So the Federal Reserve would become a direct political pressured, unfairly advantaged competitor to private banks and could crowd out private sector innovation and development of new cryptocurrencies and the emerging financial technology known as fintech. The order may not only foretell the further erosion of the world's reserve currency and with it the wealth, economic uh, dimension, and power that currency underpins, but the further erosion of our liberties. Yes, yes, the more that government gets involved, it happens. You don't think it happens? How many of you wore a mask for a year or close to it? How many of you didn't go outside for weeks? How many of you kept your kids out of school a couple years ago? Just saying, this stuff's not that far out there. It calls for mobilizing the federal uh, bureaucracy to re, uh, regulate digital assets, including cryptocurrencies, and to prepare for the creation of a U.S. central bank digital currency, CBDC, an electronic dollar one might hold in a digital account with the Federal Reserve. Good Lord. 
on the regulatory side, the order notes that the new and unique uses and functions that digital assets can facilitate may create additional economic and financial risks uh, requiring an ev evolution to a regulatory approach that adequately addresses those risks. Please emphasize the word risk. It's just like the Green Deal crap. Oh, it's it's we're in a phase because we're there's some risk involved and you got to pay high for inflation and everything just because we're, we're in a stage here where we're, uh, where we're transitioning. Translation. My translation, by the way. Nice business you've got there. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. That's it. The administration could use the threat of regulation to legally extort players into a booming multi-trillion dollar digital asset industry, the very growth being the pretext to regulate. This might be the best case scenario. Worst case, the administration could impose regulations aimed at making cryptocurrencies, which have risen while the dollar has fallen, less attractive versus today's paper dollar and tomorrow's potential digital one. That is it could use res regulations to try to kill or, at all minimum, uh, hamstring competitors. There's an irony in all of this here. So cryptocurrency, and this is what I wanted to get to, uh, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier. Cryptocurrencies were created in part as a decentralized, non-governmental alternative to the fiat, the fiat dollar controlled by central banks like the uh, Quas Governmental Federal Reserve and the view of crypto enthusiasts. The Fed has irresponsibly managed the dollar, inflating it away, hence the need for Bitcoin. Yet now, the U.S. government claims it wants to ensure cryptocurrencies' responsible development. What? Come on, Joe. We know, we can see your crime and your crime family, Sleepy Joe. We know what you're doing. Uh, notwithstanding their unbacked and digital form, cryptocurrencies are authentic, uh, anti, uh, sorry, anti-theatrical uh, to CBDCs. This should not be lost on anyone, nor should we ignore the timing of and context around this executive order. We are currently experiencing the worst price inflation since the Jimmy Carter era. America is using its uh, inordinate power over the global financial system to, in large part, cancel Russia from it. The Biden administration urged Justin Trudeau to use his authority to break the trucker convoy uh, to our north, uh, participating the debanking of uh, de settlers from Canadian regime, Orthodox uh, U.S. authorities had months earlier pressed one bank to disclose the transactions of several hundred innocent but apparently presumed guilty uh, uh, deserters from the American regime 
uh, Orthodox who happened to be in or around Washington, D.C. on January 6, 2021. Oh, my goodness. They just will not stop. I mean, it's just like, it's like they're throwing everything they can against the wall and hoping something sticks. Uh, And they're not just doing it, you know, I used to say that about Trump. That's what they're trying to do. They're not just doing it with Trump. They're they're doing it with everything now. Everything. Because everything they're trying to do is failing. And failing horribly. And uh, it's just, it's making them more and more, I think it's making them more and more dangerous. Because uh, they're not even trying to hide it anymore, man. I mean, it's crazy. So this this corrupt Biden administration's national strategy for countering domestic terrorism, <laughs> a response in part to the Capitol riot, cast uh, deserters from its rule as actual or would-be domestic terrorists, compelling of a whole-of-government effort to pursue them that includes exploring ways to enhance the identification and analysis of financial activity associated with domestic terrorists, as well as enhancing in, uh, engagement with financial institutions on domestic terrorists, financing including through existing provisions of the Bank uh, Secrecy Act. I mean, man, they consider me a domestic terrorist because I don't go along with their agenda. I mean, these guys, the administration is also using executive agencies to impose a ESG, environmental, social, and governments agenda on the financial system and American businesses. In short, the dollar's declining. The Biden regime has weaponized or supported the weaponization of the global banking uh, architect in pursuit of foes, foreign and domestic and is engaged in a war on wrong think that arguably mandates it. It is intent on imposing progressivism on Americans by way of its power and control over the U.S. economy. Now consider the excellent Okay, so let's consider the monetary side of President Biden's executive order. Quote, my administration places the highest urgency on research and development efforts into the political design and development options of a United States CBDC. The administration and the Fed suggest a CBDC could make banking cheaper and more efficient. That is in our national interest with other countries creating their own digital uh, digital rivals. And that a CD, CBDC could serve the uh, equity agenda of financial inclusion by helping bank, uh, by helping bank the unbanked, by helping bank the unbanked. Yeah, you can tell Joe wrote that. Uh, Washington is less forthcoming about the potential downside. Of course they are. Of course they are. Consider how this is a very good example. It took a while to find this. I knew it was happening, but it's not 
talked about, of course, on mainstream media. So consider how communist China, the most powerful nation, to introduce their own CBDC, and they have. And think about how, uh, how they use it. As the Wall Street Journal reported, upon its plotting of the uh, ECNY, or digital yuan, the currency, is programmable. Uh, Beijing has tested uh, expiration dates to encourage users to spend it quickly for times when the economy needs a jump start. Uh-huh. It's also trackable, according to another tool, to China's heavy state surveillance. The government deploys hundreds of millions of facial recognition cameras uh, to monitor its population, sometimes using them to levy fines for uh, activities such as jaywalking. A digital currency would make it possible to both uh, merit out and collect fines as soon as an infra uh, infraction was detected. In combination, in combination with China, social credit system, the ECNY, will also enable China to directly send money to and take money from favored and disfavored individuals, people, and businesses who speak out against the government can have their bank accounts instantly wiped out and find themselves deplatformed uh, from economic life itself. Uh-huh. And they've done that. They've done that. I've reported that on this uh, uh, on previous episodes. An American CBDC would allow the federal government to uh, debase the currency effortlessly and at a warp speed while manipulating economic behavior, as China uh, expiration uh, mechanisms suggest, that the Fed could digitally could digitally devalue money is treated by the CBDC uh, proponents as a feature of an American CBDC rather than the most destructive kind of bug ever thought of. Take it from President Biden's failed first pick to head the office of the controlled of currency. As Roy reports, radical Salu Omiar published a paper in 2020 champion CBDCs, noting that they would allow the feds to fully replace rather than compete with private bank deposits and to establish federal control over the very process of generation and uh, allocation of financial reserves, directly crediting and uh, dividing the accounts of all participants in economic activities. My goodness. Boy, he, he knows how to pick a winner, don't he? Uh, once the federal has control of all Americans' savings and checking accounts, she writes, it will be able to function as a hybrid of uh, sovereign wealth fund and a private equity firm printing money to spend on infrastructure projects like high-speed rails. Good Lord. Uh, the Omar um, nomination tells you everything you need to know about the Biden administration's views on money, and it's uh, essentially to control. As for civil liberties, one observer uh, 
aptly described CBDC as a surveillance tool disguised as a payment mechanism. As in China, an American CBDC could enable authorities to hover up information on all of our transactions, serving as an ultimate spying tool. Who is to say authorities wouldn't take the next step and freeze or seize accounts of political undesirables, wrong thinkers recast as domestic enemies, or as they like to call us, domestic terrorists. In recent years, the leaders of public and private sector power centers have weaponized their institutions against perceived foes. They have engaged in substantial pandemic uh, power grabs. They have undertaken wide-ranging efforts to enforce uh, compliance with ruling class uh, orthodox with our betters already arguably implementing a budding American social credit system aimed at uh, subjecting and controlling uh, people who disagree with them. Why would we expect anything other than for the CBDC to become a part of that, an integral part of that? But set aside such pearls and questions raised by even federal governors about the legality of the CBDC, or even its basic unity. Uh, one such governor calls CBDC uh, a solution in search of a problem. The public doesn't seem to be clamoring for them, so why are CBDCs so important to the Biden administration and the feds? Are they preparing for a transition to a digital dollar because they're killing the paper one? Remember, America transitioned from a gold standard, which put a check on spending and debit to the Prosciutto gold standard, uh, to since 1971, a purely paper dollar. Uh, this was co uh, coincide with physical uh, problems aided by monetary mischief under which our debit has swollen and our dollar has sunk. Amen. And you can thank J.P. Morgan uh, for that because he is the one uh, who bailed, they'd say he bailed out the federal government in 1971, but he really just made things, he made it so he is going to be even richer and we would be even poorer. Let's just be honest about it. Uh, is a currency still further uh, undermoored from anything of value and uniquely uh, manipulative not the obvious next step for our drunken spenders and monetary manipulators in Washington? Why would we want to compete with China here? Isn't the right response to alternative currencies, particularly those developed by adversaries, in part to break the uh, uh, petrodollar to make ours the strongest by managing it and our physical house the best? And why would we think the Fed's would uh, manage a digital dollar that it could even more easily debunk better than it's the paper than the paper dollar that it's been destroying for the last couple of years. How are American people to believe digital dollar would serve as anything other than a tool for surveillance and control? And it wouldn't. Uh, and what might a woke ruling class do to exploit? the CBDC, to employ its agenda. 
There's a good question. Think about that one. The more we manage our lives digitally, the greater the power to surveil, control, and abuse. Combined with the potential economic uh, calamities, it might preserve the digital dollar seems like the ultimate recipe recipe for disaster. And that's all I'm going to say on that. This is this is scary. This is dangerous. I'm hoping that somebody steps in here and does not let this happen because they will want to make this a world CBDC. Not just an American one, a world one. Mark it down. Write it down. Do your own research. Don't take my word for it, but mark it down. You heard it right here on the Red Pill Current News Podcast. The Kentucky guy said they this American CBDC will not be enough for this group. They will want a full-on one digital currency for the entire world. The one government that they've been trying to push and they've actually sped up the playbook uh, trying to get ahead of the 2030 playbook bill. All right, guys, that is all the time I do have for today. Thank you guys so much for joining. Uh, you've been listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast with your, hope that can, with your host, the Kentucky Guy. Hey, have a wonderful day. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. And as always, God bless and God bless America. Thank you.